0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: LFC Day Trippers brought to you by bookmakers.com
0: hello good evening welcome to the lfc day trippers brought to you by bookmakers.com it's full-time reds i'm your host matt i'm joined tonight by chris brack and Kev O'Sullivan, and it's deja vu all over again for the fourth time in a row chelsea v liverpool finishes no goals to no goals kev how'd you like that one
1: i thought it was better than the city performance but I went it's into not, it. That's not fucking. Di- it's not fucking <laughs> yeah. difficult, is it? You know I mean? but look, <laughs> I you saw know? the lineup, and I wasn't expecting anything different. I wasn't. I was. I was hoping for some kind of a performance, for some to see something, to see some kind of a reaction. But reality was, I wasn't expecting anything much. Um, the fact that we got out of there with a draw and a clean sheet is more to do with Chelsea's failings than um, anything good defensively that we did but look, you take the point you go away go away from home especially with the way we're playing away from home at the minute you take the point but that was uh, yeah, let's just roll on June roll yeah. on yeah. June it's, roll between on. now and then it's like look, top four is gone and it's it's been gone for a while there's no way enough we're stringing 10 wins on the bounce so, I take I take, take create getting ten shots on goal in a game. I take 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 getting ten shots rather than just thinking that we're going to get ten wins at the minute. So, look, just take it game by game, enjoy the games for what they are. Take what you can take out of them, but there's a massive transition that needs to happen in the summer.
0: Yeah, and I, is I mean, Chris, there was uh, an actual. Battle of bottom of the table teams in Leeds and Nottingham Forest. That was actually a half decent game going on at roughly the same time. But this was two poor teams, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, look, Liverpool just look absolutely devoid of confidence. You know, very leggy. What we've seen most of the season. And Chelsea are probably one of the few sides I've ever seen who spend four hundred million and look worse. Worse. They were they were better on the night than us. There's no no point hiding it. They had the better chances, but. If Liverpool had a bit of bollocks about them, you, there were opportunities to hurt that Chelsea side defensively. Um, but Liverpool just were too Liverpool looked too scared to to look. They looked more worried about just do not lose. That's all they wanted. It was literally just get the just get a point. And I think it's because we've lost three in the bounce. And I think it was just stop us getting any more any more losses. Uh, I think it was just literally get get something out of it. A few players got rested, dropped, your poison. But not many of the lads who came in really, I would say, took, took massive opportunities. So it's a flip for corner you pick for Arsenal now, to be honest. But move yeah. on, really. What else can we do?
0: Yeah, exactly. You got, have to find a way to put out our best 11 for Arsenal at the weekend. Uh, well, before we get into the meat of the show, just let you know our show sponsored by bookmakers.com. Head on over to their website. Get the best odds. You know, It'll direct you to a, all different manner of betting sites. But... If you're going to gamble, you may as well get the best odds you possibly can. But if you don't, check it out for your uh, fantasy stats and stuff like that. They'll probably tell you not to captain Mo Salah this week because that turned out very poorly for me. Uh, and then make sure to subscribe to their YouTube channel. Check out Gabby does a show there once a week on Thursdays, previewing the weekend's Premier League action. And it's uh, it's it's pretty good laugh. Joe from uh, Just Joe TV's on there pretty often, too. So everybody likes Joe and big win for Leeds today let's let's talk about the lineup because kev uh, I believe you mentioned it when that lineup came out that was the least confident going into a game an hour out from kickoff going into a game in years that I've been just seeing the 11 names and going poor'm
1: I'm, I'm looking at the 11 now right you're Allison and gold Joe Gomez right back uh Joe Matip, Kanate Simikas you had Henderson, Fabinho, Jones, Jota, Bobby, uh, Nunes. I looked at the 11. I looked at their 11 as well, and I thought, Christ, they've gone Cante's back, typical. And I thought, okay, they've gone 352 They've created a bucket load of chances against Villa. And if they get anywhere near that, we're in trouble. But my first question to, to myself was, how the hell are we going to line up? That can't line up in a four-three-three, surely. Mm-hmm. And it did. I didn't expect it to. I, I expected it to be 4-2-3-1, but it lined up in a 4-3-3. Um, I, was, I was I was looking at the 11 and I thought, look, Darwin hasn't played in a while. hasn't started a game in a while. Bobby's coming back from injury. hasn't really started in a while. Curtis hasn't started in ages.
0: A long time.
1: Yeah. Neither has Joe Gomez. Neither has Matip. And I'm looking at their 11, and it's like, that's pretty much what they pick normally, bar one change really in midfield. So I was looking at you're away at Chelsea. They're creating chances without finishing them. I thought we're in trouble there. And as soon as the game kicked off, it was like, it was the ball was like a hot potato. Nobody wanted it. And nobody was showing for it. And we couldn't string passes together. And from then on, it was just a case of, it was just watching like two bad sides, a case of not only was who's going to make a mistake first, because both sides made mistakes, it was who okay. could capitalise. And mm-hmm. neither side had the confidence to take the ball on and take a risk and take a gamble.
0: Well, I think um, I mean,
2: Chelsea and the Silver to us, they've barely won a game since, yeah. new, since new Year. Well, and you can see both sides look, look look like that at times. So I was
1: looking at the table there right before we came on, okay? And... I think we're on something like plus 15 goal difference or something, something like that. Two games, you, right? You take the anomaly of the two freak results hmm. that we had again, you know, Manchester United and Bournemouth. Yeah, we've plus 15 goal difference. You take the anomaly of the two freak results out of it. This is the first time in years that I can remember us being in and around zero for a goal difference. And that's, that in itself is a problem. We've conceded 33 goals, which is about where most of the other sides are. I think Arsenal conceded 27, City conceded 26, Newcastle are misers on 19. But as for them. the rest, Spurs, United, I- Brighton, hang on, Villa, Liverpool, we, we're conceding in and around the same. We're just not scoring anywhere near enough chances. We're not creating enough good chances to finish side to, to get ahead in games. And goals bring confidence. You get ahead in games, we don't get pegged back too often. But if that's you're not key. creating the chances to score goals and to build confidence, you're always thinking to yourself, you know, you're always going to be risk averse because you know that if you concede one, not only can you not score the one, you can't score the second and third to get not just back power, but get ahead but that's, again. That's and that the problem. That brings fear
2: that's been the problem all season is it? it is we've always been giving ourselves a mountain to climb and I think now we're in that twist or you know twist or bust situation of do we push for the, the opening goal which what, what Liverpool used to do but we're so shit scared now to concede because you know as soon as they go 1-0 down mentally they're so fragile now that it only takes going 1-0 down and you, and you sort of go that's all done you know that, that's kind of where we are it's sad to see but that's where we are now unfortunately
0: yeah, uh, Arge okay. here. He has a comment. He says, "Kev, we're uh, we're not defending well either. We keep conceding first. I mean, Boy, we
1: didn't concede. Mitchell makes we didn't comment concede there.
0: first. Ooh. You back. All right, here we go. We didn't concede first today, but we really should have. Third minute. Oh yeah. Fifth, fifth minute. Twelfth minute. Like." They they had so many chances in the first half, and somebody said earlier. I put it up on the screen. Like we we only got out of that because Chelsea are so poor, and they wasted so many chances. We just kept all of the back four. Like Allison saved us. If anybody gets any credit out of today's game, the only person is Allison. But other than that, all four of our defenders looked so so poor, didn't they?
1: No, I, just, I yeah. thought Joe Gomez was fine. Oh, I thought he got out a few
2: times. I thought opposition yeah, got caught off his hands. First half, second half, he was he was much better.
1: He was much better in the second half, and the fact that he hadn't played in a while, I just didn't think they created much down that side. Period. The only times they were get the only times they were getting joy was when Joel Matip decided to go on a wander and lose the ball, which normally you don't mind him going on a wander, but when he's got no confidence and is giving the ball away in the middle of the park, yeah, you know, you're you're giving yourself a problem. Gomez matched. Um, Chill well pretty much all game, and he never really got cut out with when he was left two v one either. So I thought defensively he was fine. He's never going to offer you going forward what Trent offers you. He's just not. So I think what you were saying at time, Matt, is uh, you might get your three five two. I thought in the second half you got you got very close to it where Joe Gomez tended to sit in and create that back three when we didn't have the ball and whoever was on the left-hand side was going forward a lot more. You know? Yeah. And, I mean, what I'm saying, like Ant is saying there, Gomez is okay. I mean, yeah, he was okay.
0: Yeah, out, it, of the, it, out of the four defenders, Gomez was easily the best, mostly yeah, based off of his second-half performance. It's a low bar. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's a very low bar. Like uh, FBE710 says Simicast was awful. I thought he was so bad today. Like yeah.
2: he was Chelsea's best attacker.
0: <laughs> I mean, you're you're basically spot on there, Chris. Like he was one of those ones where at halftime, you know that there was a huge number of fans that were screaming that he had to come off at halftime. Like
2: he couldn't put a single <laughs> pass right. I wanted him off after 15 minutes, but you know that's maybe that's just me and Simicast don't get on. But oh, the first, co-
1: the first corner wasn't it?
0: That the first corner. My. It's just a
1: frustration. And I mean, it, the
0: one thing that he had going for him, like when you stacked up our two left back side to side, was that like, you know, Simicast might have a better dead ball delivery than Robertson. But that first corner, I mean, nailed it, Kev. Just so bad. I mean, there's not a lot of individual moments to go through in the game. I, I, there's two that I want to pick out. The 20th minute, we had a half decent break. The ball ricochets out of the box. It's falling out of the sky for Curtis Jones to hit. And he slips and falls. Like yeah, it just he's... felt like a perfect summation of his season so far. He, he like,
2: definitely, he definitely have his long studs on today. It's about three or four times he's doing that today. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> it just subbed our season, up. It? Every time the one time we got a chance, to, he falls on his ass. It's just just, just the way ab- the game goes in it at the
0: moment. Absolutely wiped out. And then the 34th minute, there was we had the ball playing it around at the back, and Henderson's season opening, and he makes a run. And he must have shouted like he had his arm in the air. And he, you see him on the screen. And he's just darting off making this run. And we play the ball around the back. And by the time they think of passing it to Henderson, he's coming back from an offside position and it's offside. And he was furious. It's, he was
1: furious. It was... It's frustration, isn't it? Because, look, they haven't forgotten how to play. They haven't forgotten what they're supposed to do. It's, it's almost the case at the minute. The mind is willing, but the body ain't able. Mm. um I mean and
2: generally when you lack confidence you don't take as many risks it's just human nature that you just don't do you, you tend to play safe and there was a little bit too much of that one we did have the ball it was far too safe yeah it is uh Jake's put some comments up here uh, I think this is Klopp post-match yeah um ooh, that's another one there we go Klopp uh we cannot talk about goals uh uh, we have, if we don't we don't get points, uh, we don't give up. We will fight. Uh, we could talk a lot, but we have to show um, we sort of step in the right direction tonight. I We've suppose. got a clean sheet. <laughs> That's probably the only We've one. We've got a clean Somehow. sheet,
1: and if it was by default, it, got, it, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you got a clean sheet. Uh, the saves that Alisson made, I don't think they were world-class screaming saves or anything. And... The, the goals that Chelsea scored, yeah, it was offside and it was a handball. You know, so it is what it is. They didn't score. I'd look at it the um the one thing that I thought Anthony Taylor, I thought he had a pretty poor game. Um a lot of the bookings I thought were unnecessary. Um didn't think it was a malicious game in any way. No, I didn't think there was any bad tackles in the game. A Little bit of cynical fouls here and there, but you know, nothing out of the ordinary. But I thought he was over managing the game. And there were times in the first half where he let it flow. And then it was almost like someone got a flea up his arse in the second half and decided to be pernickety for everything. He it was, it was frustrating at times. But yeah. I think we could have been there for a week and I don't think we'd have scored. And It wasn't it's down fair. to what Chelsea were doing defensively. Do you know what I mean? It was just... We couldn't get Mo into the game. We couldn't get Darwin into the game in the right areas. And Jota for all his and Bobby for all their running and aggressive pressing and what have you, when the ball came to their feet and they needed a bit of composure for a pass, it just wasn't there. They were trying too hard, trying mm-hmm. to overplay, trying to overcomplicate things, and it was just pure frustration. You know, it really was.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, clock goes on. Apparently, say uh, the boys who came on used an opportunity and show and showed uh, that they are ready. <laughs> um I think that's just a little bit of squad well, you, PR there. yeah yeah and Jason Klopp say is speaking like uh he's expecting the sack I think there was a quote earlier from saying um if I'd only been in a couple of seat couple of seasons, that probably wouldn't still be a yeah. Liverpool." but
1: oh no 100
2: that's, that's not an sack. that's just realism you know if, yeah. if you've been called five yeah. six years okay if Pep had a really bad season where City finished fifth they're not gonna sack Pep no. it's you know it's a bit of credit in the bank you know but he probably knows there will be a bit of pressure on him next season, but that's kind of the nature of oh, the,
1: the first. You know? I think the first three months of next season for Klopp is huge. It's absolutely huge. And it is because the football is ruthless. And mm-hmm. you've seen managers in his position sacked for a lot less. And it's the one thing I suppose that Liverpool don't do. And they haven't done, um, I don't think ever really. They've never really rushed to sack a manager unless it was blatantly straight staring you in the face, like Roy Hudson. But in general, they'll give managers time to to put it right, and he's got more than enough credit in the bank to put it but, right. But it, either something but, has to change. Something radical has to change in that squad.
2: And we're not going to say anything radical change in that squad until well, hopefully, in the summer.
1: Oh no, um, yeah, but I'm a, I I don't, I don't think you're going to fix. Everything that's wrong with that squad in one window. No, but irrespective make, of what anyone thinks, I just don't but you, think you, could make, you, you could
2: probably make a few. You can probably make certain signs that will at least yeah. make make that sign function yeah. better. Or yeah. if a nice possible way, the likes of Henderson and Fabinho becomes uh, become squad players. That alone makes your squad stronger, where they're not playing yeah. every week, because yeah. then it keeps it keeps you know keeps the legs fresh. You know, but at the moment we're not doing that because. To me, you don't really want Henson for me to do back-to-back games, but unfortunately, the other options we're supposed to have either can't stay fit or are so erratic. What can you do? Can't be trusted. Yeah, we can't trust anyone. But you know, Arthur Mello still can't go to games. The fact,
1: we've got no fucking midfielders. And he still, yeah, it, I mean, it
2: was you know that. But that's where we're at. We've got a backup yeah. option that we just don't want to use.
1: Well, it's not a case I don't want to use. I'm looking at it tonight, and I'd have rather. Seeing Carvalho coming off the bench because he's going to be there next year. I'm glad think. Curtis Jones started over James Milner or over um, what's what's his Arthur because Curtis Jones is going to be there next year. You know, it's it's like you can't keep go, go, turning the clock and going to players who are just not going to be there. You know, Jason Miller fine. He's a good servant. He'll come on. He'll do a job. He'll, he's grand for 20 minutes here and there. But, the likes of Arthur, they're there to fill the squad out. You know, mm. that, and that's it. But.
2: Uh, Jake Lee's point saying Conte got sacked and hounded out of Spurs and they're seven points ahead of us. Difference is they just never bought into Conte football. And Conte was calling the club out, calling the players out. He was calling everyone out saying it's everyone's fault but me. There was clearly a disconnect there between manager and fucking everyone. I think he's in. I think he's everyone at Spurs pretty much. There isn't quite that disconnect with Klopp is that you know. Oh, from of, it.
1: You know, this well, is why the whole. You you'd have to be a complete and utter moron, and a complete and utter dick dimwit to want Jurgen Klopp sacked out of this club. You'd have to be the exactly. thickest, most stupid, arrogant twat of a of, of a fake fan who just want to win transfer windows to want Jurgen Klopp gone out of, of the squad. Exactly. Oh, I,
0: I'm so happy you said that, Kev, because with the sacking, especially with the sacking of Potter and Conte in the last couple of weeks, you know you pay a little bit of attention to what fans of other teams are saying and you listen to the... It's one thing to hypothesize over player transfers, but to be in a situation where you don't know who your manager is going to be what your squad, like what type of football you're going to be trying to play going forward or anything like that. Like the, the the next move for Chelsea and Spurs and Leicester and all these teams that need to be getting new managers in the off season, it's such a monumental shift to get a new manager in. To go from Conte to Nagelsmann is a massive sea change for a team like Spurs. Like it's just the managers Na- play Na- totally different Na- Na- type of football.
2: Nagelsmann to me feels like Chelsea – all
0: over sure they can have them I, I mean
2: Belen to go for bellend club yeah go, so. i'm
0: sorry like yeah like he he had a good season or two at hoffenheim and he was the hot young thing i i i don't care about that i won't i don't want to hear any liverpool fan call for jurgen klopp to be out of this team because if you think we are rudderless now when we don't have a midfield and are our defense all looks absolutely shabby and beaten against the rocks and our forwards can't seem to find the net. Imagine how absolutely lost we'll be if we don't have Jurgen Klopp at the helm of this team. Like, we don't know how good we have it while we're having it. And it's only going to be in retrospect that we are going to look back on the time that we had Jurgen Klopp as our manager and be just missing it so, so badly. Like, I'm sure that, like, I have no older generation fans in my life really because I'm not from over there but how the old timers would be talking about the days of Paisley and the days of Shankly and stuff like that Of you know when you're going through a Roy Hodgson or a Brendan Rodgers era having somebody say like you don't know how good it was when we had Paisley at the helm in 20 years that's going to be us going oh you have no like all we need if we had Jurgen Klopp back again so to save Jurgen out that's it's madness madness get rid of all the players I no, get what, that off my chest. Where, where you can have the conversation
2: with Klopp is... Look, I, if honest, not, yeah. oh, yes. i will be honest, he's not a good season, and you, we can discuss where he's gone right, where he's gone wrong, yeah, and people don't like to hear it. Even the whole transfer strategy thing, he isn't part of that. He's not yep. the only part of it. The owners need to put... We'd like the owners to put more money than they have. Recruitment, I think, has stopped being smart, because yep. they've stopped finding clever deals, and Klopp's been stubborn with a few things, where... He's hopefully missed it live at a press conference that he went for Schumann, he didn't get him, and decided he'd sit and wait. Yeah. And he's now looking at his squad going, Fucking wish I hadn't now. I should I should have saw that some of these players were more gone than I thought. Yeah. They're all fair prison That doesn't mean you fuck him off. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's frustrating because look, none of us also all want to be challenging for titles, challenging for leagues. We all want that. But
1: we've got that to just fuck the, the one... season up and go
2: and hopefully it get it gets sorted next summer.
1: I mean, the one thing that you got to look at is um, the managers who are at clubs for a long time. Uh, I'm talking about Ferguson's, the Wenger's. The you can, you know, does that ilk of manager? You can see what happened and why Sir Alex Ferguson had the length of reign that he had, comparing to Arsene Wenger when it dropped off after, and he had a doggy, you know, a, a dodgy decade that he was just there on reputation and he should have gone and didn't. What Ferguson was a master at was not just what he did in the transfer window and being ruthless and what have you. Fergus, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Ferguson was brilliant at changing the voices that the players who were there mm. at the club for a long time heard. On a, usually every three years.
2: Them, you watch them, it, yes, no.
1: Yeah, every two or three years, Ferguson would always head <coughs> coach take a coach away change the assistant manager he would always evolve the coaching staff so that the players who were there long term weren't bored and i'm wondering if you've got a situation now where players like you heard i don't know if any of you guys watched the pre-show tonight with uh, daniel storage and it was interesting to hear daniel storage talking about fatigue and mental fatigue and i'm thinking Past seasons, yeah, you've seen United didn't win the title every year, uh, but when they dropped off, it was a means to win in type of type of season. They never dropped off in the way that we dropped off, and I'm wondering if it you've got too many players who've been at the club for four or five years, and in that time they're virtually hearing the same voices, doing the same drills, doing the same passing formations, doing the same defensive work, week day in day out, week in that week out. And they've just heard it all before. Do you you get where I'm coming from? It's like, I think as much as what needs to happen in the summer with uh, the transfers and bringing a couple of, you know, bringing three or four new signings in of, you know, that are going to be starting players, something needs to happen in the backroom staff where players are, where maybe it's a new assistant manager or two or three, you know, a couple of coaches might need to change something. Something needs to evolve. In not just the coaching staff, but how we're playing, because I think that we've been found out in how we how we how we go at games. The
2: ones that sides are playing is...
1: through presses now, and yeah. sides are getting at us way too easy. And a lot of that is because you do it for so for so long that the good sides and the Premier League is littered with good sides that they will work you out. And it will work out ways I, to hurt you. I do wonder as so, where we,
2: we do see this talk of a four-two-three-one next season because if you talk about four-two-three-one, even if you just look at the current squad, that three behind the one striker suits a lot of our front players, but also probably suits Jones playing left in a four-two-three-one because that's where he played for the youth side. Probably suits Har- Harvey Elliott playing on the right in a four-two-three-one as options. Probably gets more minutes of Carvalho playing as a ten as well as Gakpo playing as a ten. So maybe. That's going to be the long term transition, but to do that, he needs a solid base of two. And at the moment, we just don't have that. We don't have we that. Don't have that. Uh, Jake's asking, "What do you make of the of the Allison Henson mini bus up?" I think it's a bit of a cup. He could see it was when Allison comes to ball, it's a, a shit headed by Matip, and a, they get a half chance from it. But then it almost it does look like Henson saying to Allison, cl- "Claim it, say to it." And, and when they turn around, you could, you can see says that He goes to Matip, so clearly he must have said. I yeah. shouted, and matter fucking edited it anyway. So then that's the captain yeah. saying, between the two of you, fucking calm down and just make a choice. Now, it sounds to me like Matted's head's fried and he's ignored his keeper shouting. Mm. So, but that's what captain and chuck do with senior players is add the word. And, you know, it doesn't have to be all yeah. nice and cutie. You know, it's a bit of a... So on the teacup, um, Paul Swift. I'm just ignoring your comment because I just think you're going over the board. Um, if you oh, don't like it, so be it. So be it.
0: You you, you mentioned i uh, the the Henderson Allison bust up. I definitely noticed that as well too. But uh, and like, have you mentioned it before we came on air that you know like that the performance was better than against City and I don't think it was. But what I did take out of the game, the biggest thing I took out of the game was that was the most prototypical Liverpool type of tactical setup. We played a 4-3-3 in the way that I think we've all come to understand the 4-3-3 to be played. Bobby dropping deep, like Curtis would drop deep and try to pick the ball up and things like that. Like, it seemed like we were putting in a decent Liverpool performance. And I thought that Jones and Henderson, at least until towards the, you know, halfway through the second half when Henderson started to flag a fair bit, um, they were at least running around. Like, grasping at straws i'm literally grasping at no straws. i think
1: like, i think it, least, it, it, it yeah. wasn't the case of they were running around they knew where they were supposed to be in that four three three 3 3 because it's it's memory it's muscle memory yeah they know if you're like henderson knows if you're playing a right center mid and eight that if you're going forward in that inside channel normally as trent will be making the run in the outside or more will be coming short but he knew he knew where he was supposed to be. And the same with Jones on the other side. Even though he hasn't played a lot, it was easier for him to slot into that system because it's it's known to him rather than changing it left, right and centre. So Bobby started well and yep, then just right. drifted out the game. Jota tried, but like someone was saying earlier on about Sadio Mane and we're missing the Mane's goals and what have you. We're not. We're missing the 20 goals that Diogo Jota gave you last season. Yeah. Diogo Jota as a goal threat is non-existent.
2: October to February last season. People forget October to February last season. He was banging in vital goals.
1: And that's uh, huge. Having that player that causes that threat going in behind, that sides are wary of and have to accommodate for, allows you to play further up the pitch. But if they're not worried about the threat you've got going in behind, and that's the other downside of not having Diaz on the left and having to play Darwin on the left, is you nullify his threat on that side. If you don't have a Trent on the right-hand side whipping crosses in for him to come into, off the left, then, you know, against Fofana and Darwin, that's a pretty even match. Especially if he's going to get two on one with Rhys James, you know. So, you're nullifying your goal, the the chances you have to score. You're taking two of them away straight away. One due to form and one due because we don't have another option to play on the left at the minute. And the other option that we do have to play on the left is Kodogakpo. And to be fair, I think he's better through the middle, but he's also played virtually every game for us that, since he signed. So the fact that it was two games back-to-back in three days, it's not, I don't think it was the end of the world for him to... Sit out tonight, in fairness. I don't think any of them could have had too many complaints about the lineup.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. No, I think a few talk about what What do you make of the subs. Uh, Salah came on for Bobby, Bobby was non existent in the second half, so doesn't make it, yeah. doesn't surprise me. Robson came on to Simicast, and I brought him on at half time to be honest. I thought Simicast was yeah. dreadful. The one that's upsetting everyone is Nunes uh, got took off uh, for Gakpo. My my assumption with Nunes is. He hadn't trained much before a City game, so he, that's why he did not start City, and he came on this game. I, I'm assuming it's a sports science thing, probably only give him 70 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Milner came on for Jones. Jones has barely played, so he has to bring, he has to bring somebody on. It's him or Melo. He's going to trust Milner over Melo, because Melo's yeah. played 13 minutes all season. So I, I kind of thought this was a little bit pink by numbers, Nothing uh, yeah. Radical, nothing creative, you know. Like you said, Kev, a creative might have been stick for midfield two and I'll stick Cavalli one and go like four up front. But I think that late in the game, I think it was just like... Get a point. Get a point. Get stop, a point. Stop the losing run and move on. Um, and has brought us up, so we probably do need to talk about it. Chelsea, the lovely couple they have, released a statement saying they condemn more dickhead shouts that come out and... I'll use the colourful language. If you're still singing songs about tragedy, about poverty, you're an absolute scumbag and you're a dickhead. It's not banter. It's not fucking funny. You know, and listen, Liverpool fans have sung horrible things in the past and Liverpool fans got in trouble for it. Rightly so. But for, have a word for yourself. If you really think this kind of shit's funny, fucking go and say it to it. Go and meet some of these Hillsborough pe- people who survived Hillsborough. Add the bollocks to say say it to them. Because I guarantee if you hear what they went through and what they have to put up with day in, Day out. And this bollocks has been going on now for 30-plus fucking years. Grow the fuck up. There's plenty of things you can sing about to wind things up. You can sing, we bought a strike and you think he's shit. Sound. You think the manager looks rubbish. Fine. Don't. You don't have to go down. Homophobic stuff. Death roots. Mocking people's religions. Grow the fuck up. Seriously. I'm sick and tired of people just thinking, because I'm at a football ground or oh, the world's in, I can say what I want, do what I want. To get, to get the attention. Get out. Ask God, you're just not welcome. But what I want, and it won't happen, but I want the authorities to have a pair of bollocks. Close stadiums. Just say to Chelsea, right, that's three times you've done that now. You were behind closed doors for, th- for three games. You get no revenue for it. The only thing that's allowed are, are, are away fans. As soon as it starts costing clubs money, guess what? Clubs will wake up and go, shit, it's going to cost me money. And, Chelsea can't afford to lose any money because of all their FFP problems, but that's what's going yeah. to start to happen. I'm sick and tired. Statements being nothing, fines being nothing, unless it's a point deduction or it's shut the stadiums for three de- for three games where it costs you money, and you know ban away fans for a bit. Guess what? It, some people soon fucking wake up then because if you can't go and see your team for three games, you'll stop. You'll you'll weed out the idiots and get them out. They're not needed. They're not wanted. So. Do one. Right,
1: that's my... Well said. No, well said. Sorry. Well it's, said. I'm, to sick.
2: Say. I'm, I'm sick of people pussyfooting around going, oh, we need to just call it what it is. You're a no bed if you do stuff like that. And that's what you are.
0: Yeah. it's. I'm I'm happy that you had something to say about it, Chris, because I was just going to take the tact of just ignoring it completely. Because it's just like you...
2: But I think that's a problem. I think we ignored it too much. And I think to a point, you've got to call, pe- call people out for what they are. And Chelsea aren't the only club that do it. Quite... Plenty of clubs sing horrible things, not just about Liverpool fans. But it needs calling at some points. What don't, you don't need to do is don't retweet what they sing, or don't retweet the person, or that that sort of stuff. Don't do don't. That's how you give them the attention. But yeah. journalist point out commentators never bring it up they no, never talk don't. about and that's, it. That's, and they
0: that's should, what I'm talking they should with, highlight. They should highlight that going. They, they shouldn't. It's like when the news chooses to not mention the name of a serial killer, like the guy that shot up a theater when the Batman movie opened sort of thing. Like they went out mm. of their way to not mention his name, to not glorify it. I totally understand why the broadcasters don't want to talk about it. A, it's a hot potato. And it's pretty easy to put your fucking foot in your mouth when you're talking about something as volatile as that. You know, from, from the commentator's position, we're like, You talk to one of the guys doing the co-coms. They're like, I want nothing to do with that. Like, can we just not talk about it? So I get why they do that to not amplify it. So I'm happy that you went in full Lucas Mora tackle on it, you know, two-footed. Because that's the other way of dealing with it. But to me, it needs yeah. to be dealt with in the stadium. It needs to be dealt with by other Chelsea fans that hear their Chelsea brothers and sisters in arms singing these things and turn around and go, shut the fuck up, what are you talking about? And then get a hold of a steward and get them kicked out of the game. It needs to start from that level of the grassroots. Us talking about cool. it on YouTube is all yeah. well and good, but that's not how we fix it because those dum-dums aren't listening to us after this game. Like, it's not like they beat us 7-0 and they're going to come and listen to all of our salty tears, sort of thing. Like, you know, I'm sure a few of us did after we beat Man United 7-0. We beat Man United 7-0 earlier this year, just to remind everybody. It's my daily reminder. Um, Last time we won. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to move on and I'm going to just throw the, it open to both of you guys. I would like Prem, to. Know... Just so you know, uh, the
2: Premier League have also said they uh, condemn this and they'll they be can. working oh, with it as a priority.
0: Oh, it's it honestly, it's I, getting I believe, to I believe it when I see it. Yeah, it's getting to the yeah. level of unbelievability in terms of statements no. being put out is when another mass shooting happens in the United States. You hear all the thoughts and prayers and statements come out, and then the same thing happens again and again and again and nothing is done about it. Let's move on and talk about the football. I would like to know both you guys' about, for, I just want to
2: talk about that. For,
0: for, both teams, <laughs> for both teams, I would like to do both man of the match and worst player in the game. <laughs> I'd like to ask you your man of the match and why the correct answer is Ngolo Kante. Kev.
1: I thought Ngolo Kante was bang average. I thought he had a good 10 minutes to the start of the game and I thought he drifted out of it.
0: I thought it was Enzo Fernandez.
1: And Enzo Fernandez, hands down. I thought, was, I was, um, oh my
0: I was, goodness gracious. Okay. This is why I made it a two part question because honestly, you could barely tell that Enzo Fernandez was playing in that game. I,
1: I think he set up most of chances. <laughs> Yeah, he did. He he was the one who was um, creating the the forward passes. He was the one who was the most aggressive in their pressing. He literally ran more than anyone else. He was one of their most accurate passers. Everything went through him. And when he slotted back into that sixth position, once can't take it out of the way then you saw the best of him. He just ran you the game from there. You
0: don't think that the majority of their attacks came from when the ball landed in Angola Conte's feet in the middle of no, the I, park and he turned three of our players and sprayed see, the ball yeah, out wide?
1: He, he, had, he had a couple of moments in the first half when he was full of energy and full of beans. Right, you, that you, led to you, their but the, best times
0: the in the game. But the I thought Fernandes
1: was a ghost. I promise you when, you, when you check the stats after the game and you see – Kept this everything that's meaningful in how the game runs. He's either first or second in every single category you would look at. Yeah, he was thought, head Kovac- shoulders. I, it's, like I'm
0: getting, works. I'm getting the love in the yeah. in the chat from sorry. everybody. I, don't, I, I mean, I also, I thought, thought
2: Kovic did well. Um, I liked. I thought Zhao Felix was a big problem because he he did the number ten role, which made Havertz look like a footballer again. Um. Defensively, I actually don't think they, they they were that great. I think um we just didn't have the bollocks to have a go at them. Um which In turns of Liverpool outside of Allison. Struggling really think anything outside of Allison. You go for the rest of the lineup. Gomez, better second half, okay first half. Simmercast rubbish. Matit, rubbish, karate, average. Henderson and Fabinho, average. Jones,
1: okay. Fugies One sec. One sec. Rory, if you say that, if that is probably. Can I put it up on screen, Kev? Yeah, it's like Rory. Look, I. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever seen. I've ever seen you in the chat. Uh, you don't know me very well. That's fair enough. But I'll tell you what. I mean,
2: come, I mean, you're, come. back you are. I mean, you're all grow, you're I growing all like we'll the guy. You a g- bit better. You You are growing the guy a little like aren't you?
0: <laughs> uh, Ashley L says man of the match was the away fans I agree with you Ashley there were three <laughs> oh, times terrible. during yeah, the game they were I could hear them sing where's your European cups ringing around the ground oh, well that's, done that's the sort of thing you said to wind up um, and then if you go for the rest of the lineup
2: Bob Bobby not really Got flashes but he, he ran out of steam very quickly that was
1: fine. his distribution was okay Gatt- Jota, right. it was a lot,
2: um... lot of endeavor, but no end product. Nunes
1: didn't do yeah. much, didn't do anything
2: first half. Th- Second half is a bit more involved, uh, but and he was probably the out if we'd used yeah. it better, but we didn't. And since all the subs that came on, they, had, they couldn't get
1: Rats. none of the subs
2: into the game. I'll tell Gatt- you who Pro was good had, for them as well.
1: The who was, was really good for them as well it was Wesley Fofana. Yeah. Uh, yeah, considering the injuries in, considering the injuries that he's coming back from and slot back into that back three given the fact that you know they're not playing that well so he was he was he was really good and you could see going forward if they evolve that back three i think they'll probably have to play a back three now given the squad that they have and the type of players that they have at centre back, I think they'll have to play a back three going forward. Oh Rory, don't
2: put don't put that bit in. Just leave it, <laughs> leave, him. leave him leave You you don't know, Kim. That will be winding him up now for three days. That's that's all, I, that's, that's all I'll have now. until the Friday night show, how pissed off
0: <laughs> is that? people Gary Neville, up. Gary fucking Neville. Like or as FBE710 says. <laughs> 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 Neville
1: Sullivan. <laughs> oh, we note, get, I'm we going
0: need to on. get that. We need to get that a t-shirt. Find your Neville Sullivan
2: shirts here. This is much better than talking about the football. Oh no. uh, God!
1: Matt's cat when you need him.
2: That's
0: still the best show we've ever done. I Thank you. Best. Thank you. Thank you very much. I still got. Last come,
1: come on. We stars. weren't as shite right as we were there. last week.
0: You can just see him. We were shout two to te- two to 11. Number one uh, is okay. <laughs> I would be remiss. It is time for the uh, Memorial Red Steve. Joe Gomez is going to score a goal hour. Oh, Isn't shit. This- How close? Oh, the, the highlight say. of the game. It's literally the only time in excitement I, I screamed at the TV was in the 47th minute. Joe Gomez got a fucking
1: shot on goal. I But thought it wasn't it was just any shot. That was a, a banger. Oh. That was a banger of a shot.
2: <coughs> Actually, fair from the follow corner.
1: Yeah, Fabinho went well,
2: really close. That was it's a head of a, a, it's a It's a great, great header by Fafana.
1: Yeah, it's I was, a great I
2: wasn't saying that at the time, but when you watch it back, it's a good position. It really good position about the centre-back. Yeah. It's fairly right. annoying that he did that, but uh, other than that, we had nothing else to cheer about. But, no, yeah, I yeah, honestly think, around.
1: see, this is the frustrating thing for tonight, right? I honestly believe, because I said it to you guys during the first half, that we'll go on and win this. I honest to God believe that if we'd have got ahead, we'd have won it. Because you know, I, I Chelsea... couldn't see...
0: Chelsea might not score a goal while Todd Bowley owns the team. Like they look so profligate in attack. It was, it was just their their chances unchill- came from
1: our mistakes, from four from us trying to force things through midfield. That's I knew, where, you know. That's where they got their chances from.
2: It's very un Chelsea the way they set up now, because you're so used to Chelsea being all power and pace and horrible. <laughs> you know, they had Drumpers and Diego Costas, but that's what Chelsea had. They had that. Type of forward in the middle and just rapid pacey the side of it. They've got very. I, no, I couldn't understand how and Sterling seven, didn't
1: seven. get it. did can get on a lot earlier than, than he was because that game to me seemed like it was. I know he as
2: though.
1: He, he surely had given you twenty minutes. You know what I mean. Yeah. I just think yeah. that the kind of chances that they were creating, they were tailor made for someone like him. Problem is, it? but the other side of Chelsea is you got to look at it as well. Mason Mount has definitely been frozen out. Yeah hundred percent. Oh, yeah. they know he's going. Yeah, and the other one, you got to look at Gallagher. Is another one who a lot of heart, a lot of running around, a lot of needs to go. I don't think he's he's good. At, I don't think he should come to Liverpool personally. I think he he's the kind of player who needs to go to a club where he plays week in week out to develop as a player. He hasn't played enough football in the same way as. We'll have the same argument with Curtis Jones, someone his age, who's still playing for England under 21s, the same as Gallagher qualifies for the under 21s, I think. They mm. haven't played enough football, senior football, for their age. Yeah. And I think the more they play, the better they'll get. But also for Ken- Chelsea,
2: if for Chelsea, if you sell Mount and Gallagher, English tax, that helps you with your yeah. FFP problem because you probably will get more money for a Gallagher than if he wasn't English, you know, it's a thing now, isn't it? The FFP and homegrown's a big problem, so which is probably a lot, part of the reason we're looking at mounts. I think mounts quite a good player, and Kevin, oh, you're not a fan, but he also solves a bit of a homegrown issue we've got, and we have got yeah, one, so it's another thing in to tick in the box for us. And he just gives you a few options. I mean, to us, would Mason Mount playing in that little side today have hurt us? Probably not, probably would have made us a, a bit better. This would give us something different to use, you know what I mean? Or at it least gives it
1: it would have been a different type of threat for sure, you know.
2: Yeah. Uh, also, he gives you he gives you a tactical change because he's again, he's another one who suits four two three one, which helps. So he at least gives you um uh, yeah. something to I, look at.
1: I don't think John is too far off the mark. He's a 40 million pound player, uh, Mason Mount in the summer. So, because- so Kev, you're not a fan. But it's if, not Liverpool, of,
0: if Liverpool signed Mason Mount for 40 million, are you happy with that bit of business? He's, got, he's, he's getting mounts on the back of his shirt straight away.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, the thing is, I don't Mount. care. Once once a player signed signs, they sign. I will fully support him, and I hope to God he does really well. Of course, but would you I, be
0: happy with the business?
1: I just don't. I don't I think, think he can do the job on a right-sided or a left-sided number eight, going both ways. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. He, for I, me, don't
2: think I don't think he's being bought for that. I, I think, think for me not.
1: he reminds me way too much of what Joe Cole was at Chelsea. Then, and for the someone, he's almost the other end of the scale, where he's played an awful lot of football for someone his age, a hell of a lot. And granted, his injury record is still pretty good. You know, yes, he, he hasn't. He <laughs> hasn't got injured. It we'll just say, for me, we'll we'll tells me. We'll we'll
2: Hold my beer. Give me a 2nd We'll sort that
1: out. It, it just tells me for the amount of football that he's played, he's due. And look, <laughs> I think he's a really good player. I think he he's very good. But I thought during the World Cup when Southgate needed to change and England needed something to change in midfield, he <laughs> dropped Mount for Henderson, and England were better for it because awesome. Henderson is a better all-around player.
2: But is it also horses to courses?
1: This is the thing. Does he fit? If, if Klopp is going to be rigid with his 4 3 and he buys for his 4 3 3 going forward, where where does Bellingham play in a 4 3 3? Right?
0: Right eight, right? Right or left?
1: I think left of a. I think he'd play a left sided eight. You'd be looking for Mount to play a right sided eight with someone like Henderson Fabinho rotating that number six role.
2: Yeah. Sonny Kang's asking. Does Kev still like War prowse for our specialty? I think they get those mixed up, Kev. What's your reckon?
1: No, I yeah. like I like War Prouse because one, the value that he brings, two, the flexibility that he brings. And I think defensively he's much more of a, a sound investment. But he's if you a... can put into the squad and trust him.
2: That's the key word. And... If you're buying, buying War prowse you're buying him as a squad option for rotation. You're not stu- you're not buying to be I know we don't yeah. have this now in football, but a regular starter. If you're doing your yeah. who's your first starting level you get two subs, War Prout is War probably because what Milner was four or five years ago. It is you bring him on for the last 20 minutes, you use him in cup games, you use him against bottom half sides. And at least Jake said, Can we have someone who beats the first man in the corner? He can't beat the first man on the corner as well, which to be fair, yeah, would we'll be and would we'll be nice. I, you
0: know? if if he does the Milner role and comes in and breaks <laughs> the Champions League record for most assists in a Champions League year, you know. I'd, I'd be happy with that from James Ward Prowse. It's I I love how split the chat seems to be when the talk of Mason Mount comes up. Like there's some people that are totally important, some people totally. I think he's agree. always. I think
2: Mason Mounts. I think he's like Adam Lallana, and that's. A, I think he's just one of those players. See, that makes me Mar- like him. The that's the like Mar- him, I think people. Have a, I think Genie was like this. People loved him, or they thought he was
0: shit. And
2: didn't no, do Genie was Yeah, brilliant. but the people
0: who the but, people who but, thought but, they were shit are now eating their own shit. Yeah, because but I think some like I do to... think
2: some, some players just have that they're just they're just polarizing. <laughs> Henderson will always be a polarizing player. Some, yeah. players are, some players are just universally liked or disliked, you know. It's yeah. just the way of the world in it, but
1: you know, I, yeah, it's, it it's look, I, I just don't because I don't because I don't think anybody really knows how this side's going to evolve, and we won't know until the business is done yeah because we don't when, know what the money we when we see the, the names coming through yeah when we see the names coming through the door and it doesn't matter who they are someone mentioned in the chat I'm, I'm, who would I go for I'd be all over Kefran Touram. all over Kefran Touram. I think he is exactly the type of player that we could mold into being a Anybody future that, anyone that sounds like Kevin you know, are all for aren't you yeah plus I like I liked his dad Kev- <laughs> but no Kev- I like Kev- I, Kev- I like Kev- I like Kefran Touram like Kev- Kev- a lot um Kone, i would like what I've seen. Um, to be honest, the way he plays, well, is moment, very keen at Ugarte. Um, haven't seen enough of him to. He's a he's a six though, isn't he? So, which yes, yeah.
2: it couldn't hurt. Ha- it couldn't hurt to have another six option, partly to so we can rotate out Fabinha, but also yeah. give being a bit of a.
1: Probably I'm not. Comp- I'm not gone on Lavia. Plus, I think the, um Lavia has a buyback with Man City. I think Man City have first dibs on it. Which makes sense, and I yeah, think man, with the man, way man, you won't get well, I think with the way things have gone at Man City for Calvin Phillips, I no, think man, that you could see Calvin Phillips bend off and Lavia brought back.
2: Yeah, it'd be with Phillips. Goes actually, the
1: problem with again, the problem with Phillips is he can't stay fit. That's exactly, and, that was, and he's in the same position. kind of boat now as Diogo Jota. Diogo Jota is in that kind of boat where. You know, 12 months ago, if you were fielding offers 12 months ago for Diogo Jota, you're talking 60, 70 million pounds. Because of his injuries, because of his form, he's not. It's, it's not worth selling him because what you'll have to spend to replace him is way above what you'll get back in. Yeah. So it's almost worth working with him to build his confidence to get him back to where he was rather think- than chuck the baby out with the bathwater with him. I just thought I think that you could do everything in one window, so I think you've yeah, got to hope where I think the, your I think the other go. hope,
2: the hope you've got is Louis Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz comes back, what he was like before his knee injury because, yeah. touch wood, if, before this season his injury record was was fine, no, yeah. no real problems. You know, just really unfortunate with an injury because then if you got him, that occupies the left, the left most of the time. Salah does the right. I mean, you can have. Say Darwin through the middle, and then you are saying to Josie, you're kind of like fourth. You could say you're fourth or fifth choice, but say gap was ahead of him, which then means you're the managers minutes or oh, him being
1: out for a few. But you know, he having games. he has back in the squad, it gives you options. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, on you now, Red Steve's wondering like we did with nabby Cab. And I
1: thought I thought Red Steve was my mate. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: Red Steve
1: <laughs> Red is nobody's
2: Red Steve, mate. Nobody's Red, mate. Steve, Red Steve hates everyone. <laughs> He's going, he goes when, when he's you
0: when you're 17th in line to the title of Earl of Fife you you don't you're not friends with anybody and that's red stuff he's, he's not 17th in line he's yeah two. I think he's, well he might be up to 16th <laughs> now there might have been another death uh, in the line uh I, there's something I wanted to point out uh in, at about the 60 minute mark I was watching the – what do they call it? The goal rush, you know, match day live where they cut in with the highlights from the other games. About the 60-minute uh, mark in our game. We don't get that, I think. Keenan Dewsbury Hall got sent off in the Leicester-Aston Villa game. Yeah, I didn't, I've or seen
1: at, it, but I didn't see it.
0: I didn't, I didn't see the fouls, but he got two yellow cards in six minutes. I didn't know you were allowed to give yellow cards that quickly one after the other. Is that just a well, Rodri rule? Did well, you our, see
1: the yellows? Were they – like, I didn't
0: I didn't see the yellows, yeah, but I can't I mean, imagine well, apparently, it apparently for the second same foul, two apparently times for the laughing. second yellow.
2: Apparently for the second yellow, the bullshit excuse is the ref plays advantage. So can't then bring it back for a yellow because he's played the advantage. That was the. Latest well, I don't know. There game. was an advantage in our like, game that was
0: given. That, that's a new one of me. That <laughs> so, yeah, it's somebody. Somebody said I don't know if it was in the Telegram or on WhatsApp that it was an advantage that Chelsea got that was like a rugby advantage where they got to actually like complete an attacking move after the advantage was given and it came to nothing and the referee brought it all the way back. It was <laughs> Ant- Anthony Taylor, ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Taylor. Um. I don't know. I mean, you guys got anything else from the game you want to bring out specifically and talk about? Uh, we took a lot of me. yellow cards. Yeah, ones.
1: but I didn't think they were, you know, yellows. You know, I thought they were very pale. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't think this is what I mean. I didn't think the game was a nasty game. We've yeah. seen Chelsea-Liverpool games and they tear tearing shreds off each other. Like, yeah, you he's, know, he's, he's This he's wasn't a... that.
2: He was a bit penicty, you know, wasn't he? he was a bit penicty, wasn't he, with his yellows. Both sides, I think a couple of yellows. They got were just fouls, nothing Yeah, exciting, nothing more so. than that.
1: And that and that seems to be a thing in football now. It's like, you know, a foul cannot be just a foul. You know, it has to be a booking or it has to be a penalty if it's contacting the box. Sometimes a foul is a foul and just leave it alone.
2: Well, you saw with the massive yeah. foul where um, he's watching the ball, Cooker runs into him. Grabs his face
1: and it's a free kick. He's he he's not itty. Oh, speaking it of, of grabbing people's face, what did you guys think of Harry Kane last night?
0: I didn't see it. I haven't seen it yet. I've just heard some reaction from it. And from the sounds of it, I'm uh, disgusted at his behavior. To
1: be honest, it's a
2: red
0: It's, it's red card. It's stupid by the court. It's absolutely fucking brain dead.
2: He doesn't need to throw himself on the floor. But I think, unfortunately... If you don't throw yourself on the floor these days in football, you don't fucking get anything. I mean, unless you're Mo Salah, because you throw yourself on the fl- floor when someone's on your back and they still don't give it. But I'll be honest, if he wasn't the England captain, there'd be a, a bigger hoo-ha over it. I was actually quite surprised some English press even brought it up.
0: But... Amazing, Chris, that you mentioned Mo Salah's name because I was listening to... I apologize and I know I'm an idiot for doing it. I was listening to the Talk Sport podcast. Get him off. They were, they were talking about the sack managers and they came on to this game and they said that Danny Murphy in their live broadcast absolutely laid. Like they laid into Harry Kane. Like it was, they were all very disappointed in Harry Kane because oh. it was such a stone cold red card that yeah. he didn't have to do what he did. Yes. Is it fruits? That's it. everyone. Yeah. And I. I think it was Alex Crook that said, like, if it was Mo Salah that had done that, the press would be all over him. Yeah. And I couldn't believe that of all people. I mean, to, to be fair, he's not my favorite he's not my
2: favorite. If Roshalsen had done that, it was look, none of us particularly like oh. Rasharlison. But that'd be front page news. Yeah. What, how he's reacted. Uh it's Henry went to I think yeah, Henry went to the only one really brought us up and was quite
1: you know stern about it, but it's all forgotten about yeah. now. If it, was... it was a red. It was a red card, but it yeah, was the, call, the, the reaction after, it. The and call it call wasn't out. as if he got flat out. And it, the worst of it is, I think, if you're gonna get sent off for that, I'd almost go over, pick his head up, and just pound it again. Yeah, because like, if I'm gonna get sent off, I'm gonna get sent off for doing it. <laughs> Exactly. Like, know? like, I mean, like really tipped him like. I'm exactly. get like anyway. if Pep Guardiola
0: tries to celebrate in Gav's face and Gav grabs him by the throat, you're already getting the red card for that, so you may oh. as well give him, you know, a choke slam and finish yeah. the match. I, off
2: I, I do I do sort of feel like got a bit of got a bit of rock bottom and red butt there for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that mean, was yeah. the other
2: I, I mean to be fair, I I wanted to chin Mello even more because like don't shake his hand.
1: Shake his Don't shake his I think ass. he was shocked more than anything else. I honestly think he was shocked more than anything else. The other question I would ask you both. Um, Virgil van Dijk, ill or dropped? Dropped. Ill. 100% dropped.
2: I think it's ill because if he's dropped, there's fucking plenty of obviously could have been dropped out of the squad a lot sooner, a lot earlier.
0: You know, Make his biggest statement though, without having to drop five or six players, you can drop one or two players, and those players are Virgil and Mo. What is like? I thought the I thought the lineup was a huge statement. Mo doesn't miss games. Three games in eight days is nothing to Mo Salah. He's got thirty-eight fucking ab muscles. The guy can play every game.
2: I I think he's I think he's ill in the because I think if he was dropped, he would sleep on the bench. Because actually, him sitting on the bench would have said more than being on the squad. When's like if Virgil was on the bench,
0: he would have come on at halftime for one of those two center halves because those oh, two sorry.
2: guys
1: looked
0: like they had never met each other before.
2: Which to be fair, I wouldn't have it. To be honest, um, I was even thinking can we bring Phillips on for Mata, which I never thought I'd say.
1: I yeah, no, I think I think it's illness. I agree with Chris that I think there's if you want not surprise if he was
2: dropped if he was if he wasn't ill, he was just going to be sat on the bench. That me. that
1: wouldn't have surprised me. But I.
2: I still think that makes a statement because I still think that, that shocks everyone that Van Dijk's on the
0: bench.
1: And I don't think... You don't,
0: you don't think, think it's a bigger statement that he didn't even get on the bus to go to London? Because know yeah, sure, what, what I mean is I just don't think he would... I think he would always be in the squad if he's
2: fit. I just think he's ill. Yeah, that,
1: that literally just feeds into its illness. The other thing, I think it literally shows how much... We need to add a centre back, and and as much mm. as I love Joel Matip, and I do, I think I love Joel Matip. He was poor tonight. Um, I just think that I think he's if Joel is, yeah, I think he's he's race is run at Liverpool, and I think it, for the sake of his career, because I think he could go and play in the Bundesliga or in France. <laughs> and you look at Jose Font in France. He, you know, Jose Font went on for another three or four years after leaving Southampton and was really good. Was in Team of the Year in France and all that. So, Seb, Joe Seb Matip could, is playing in the Champions. Yes, yeah. Sequeira yeah. is having a. He's Se-quates has gone on to have a really good career at, at sport in Lisbon. You know, I think Joe Matip could definitely go to a club, a Champions League club, in a, Fran, a French league, a Portuguese league, in Germany. the Dutch league, in Germany, and have a good career. And and play more regularly. I just think that it's it's probably one that we definitely need to do going forward. I think so. We d- we need another young. We need another
2: Canati style player. If you know what I mean, that that's what sort of age that sort of age range. You know, who's like got enough experience under his belt that you're not afraid to put him in, but he's still young enough that he can develop and you know, yeah. give, us, give us that sort yeah. of I mean, in. I know
1: Sean, he was mad into Gavardi old, and look, if the budget's is there for a Gavardi, old, then Christ, you go and get him. But at the same I time, I, what, I don't I, think it is. I don't think so. would.
2: I, I think all the money has going on midfielders and I think backup goalkeeper and centre-back is where you try and do the old Liverpool recruit. Yeah, what, what, whatever we
1: Yeah, whatever we sell, we'll yeah, recruit. Whatever we sell, we recruit, recruit to buy the, the centre-back. To fund yeah. something else, yeah. I mean, John makes a point there. Vertongan and Otamendi are playing. I think they're at Benfica. So yeah, or they were at, they were at Benfica. I don't think they are anymore. I think you mentioned has gone back from, to
2: Belgium uh, If in the last from Napoli. Uh,
0: Kim, Kim in, and Jay,
1: another very easy. good player. I don't easy. know. They got good fucking
0: shellac on the weekend. AC Milan took them yeah. to I just, town.
1: I just uh, think well, with the amount it, it, of money. That they're going to make off Cavaradonna. They they don't need and possibly Usherman. They don't need to sell Hasn't everybody. Got,
2: isn't there a talk of him having a release closer? I think that's Who? why there's uh, Kim. Oh.
1: If there that's is what... and we know it, then yeah, because I think there's talk won. of
2: us Arsenal and United all looking at him and there's one price band around, it wasn't It wasn't
1: crazy, it was sixty million euro, I think. No, I think it was even lower than that. It was like forty. Yeah. Ooh, it, was nice. like, Sam, Sur- Sam it was surprisingly Pandy. low for
2: someone yeah. so I thought of. So, which screams to me, release clause. Yeah,
0: Possibly. Sam Pandy's Possibly. saying Kim from Napoli happens this summer. Gavardi all next summer, as I think Leipzig won't sell. In my opinion, presumably it means Gavardi all this summer, sort of thing. It
1: depends on who else Leipzig have to sell this mm-hmm. summer, because Leipzig or this club do they like to turn over a player a player a season. Like look to re-a bit like Dortmund re- and like look to reinvest that money. So, you know unless... what?
0: Nate, <coughs> they've got a pretty good striker there, and you know who needs a striker is Chelsea. So, maybe this Timo Werner guy, yeah, you know.
1: Unfortunately, they got the other one, uh, and cuckoos coming in in the summer.
0: That poor bastard has to be absolutely kicking himself for doing that. Uh, just before we kind of get out of here, because we've been here an hour and ten minute or about an hour or so already. It was kind of a bit of a discipline weekend, you know. Lots of red cards in the Premier League games that we've seen from Saturday through today, but uh give come to you on this Mitrovic, 8 games.
1: Yeah, I expected it to be longer, I did. So uh, did they, I think I thought the they it a the season. Yeah, I think with the media pressure that was piled on and the the fact that they linked it to the Cancelo one uh from years ago. And there's a big push on a uh, assaulting I, uh, exactly. Referees... Except gra- when
0: Bruno Fernandez does it. We'll, 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 we'll come
1: to that bit. That was handbags. Look, at the end of the day, what you're seeing replicated from the Premier League down, it is replicated in Sunday League football, up and down the country, in yes, Ireland, watch, as well I as...
2: My, I watch my daughters play kids football, and it's amazing how irate parents get over... Nine-year-olds play football.
1: Fucking embarrassing! It's fucking wild. Embarrassing. It's it's fucking emb- wild. Embarrassing. I'm telling you, referees in that—I mean, the bottom rungs. These people are refereeing games for the love of playing playing football. They're not doing it for I, career prospects. It's no, what they—you know—it's just what they love to do. And then they are get You see, referees getting assaulted. We've had it in Ireland with uh, GAA, where a referee is uh, literally had to be taken to hospital because he was beaten up on the pitch. And it's not just soccer, it, it's football, it's cross-sport. The fact You that- see it
0: in Canada, where the parents will jump onto ice and attack a referee who's wearing skates while they're wearing loafers or something like that, or a pair of fucking Crocs. It's ridiculous. And it's why yeah. I didn't think, like I liked it, except I'm going to hark back to the 7-0 Man United game again, because why wouldn't I? It was lovely. But when Bruno put his hands on him, Jim Beglin immediately said Bruno's manhandled, the side official there, and then he yeah. immediately went. Well, he didn't manhandle him, but he put his hands she on. him out the way. And you said handbags. Handbags is something that happens yeah. between two teams. That's fine, yeah. but you he are not him. allowed to put your hands on the official. And I'm, I, I'm shocked he, he, that they didn't just say Mitrovic doesn't play in the Premier League again for the rest of this season.
1: Oh, uh, with what well, I'm on about with Bruno Fernandez, not Mitrovic. Bruno right, Bruno Fernandez
0: still should have been given at least
1: one he, game. Yeah. Just oh, yeah, he, should, he him, should have he I, should have been given a a ban to make the point. But at the end of the day, he shoved the guy out of the way. Yeah, yeah he well, know, it, get, was, He just wanted to get he on with the game. Out of the way, way, he shoved an official out of the way. Yeah, yeah. it was, a it was the same levels of
2: aggression. I also do think it helps. I look, this won't be popular. It's it's only it's a Fulham. It's not a it's not one of the established big boy names. So I think, like always with the Premier, with the Premier League and the FA. It's easy to do it with certain people and easy to do it with certain players because it doesn't rock the boat as massively. Whereas, if they had banned the Bruno Fernandez or say Henderson did that, and they banned Henderson, it's bigger news because it's one of the established big six. And I think that okay, yeah. And you know what? In some ways, actually, it'd be a better thing if it happened with one of the big six because I think it actually it actually get more coverage. And yeah, I'll be honest. When I saw when, when I
1: saw the Bruno Fernandez one first time, I just thought, "What's you know?" I didn't see anything. I, think I just might didn't see it. Any, I didn't see anything malicious because I've seen some stuff that are mm. that is malicious. What Mitrovic was malicious,
0: yeah,
1: right. And, but the situation in the game had got so chaotic and out of control that everyone was losing their marbles, and he went way over the top, massive mm. overreaction, and. That's why I honestly thought he was going to get a severe, maybe a twelve-game ban. The Bruno Emmet Fernandez, makes, when even at the yeah. time I looked at it, I was just like,
2: Emmett makes this point. I didn't, I,
1: think, I didn't see anything in it. I really didn't.
2: Yeah, Emmett makes this point. I think um, I can't the one of the referee, referee, mentioned this as well, saying, saying the linesman actually does push him first. He said yeah. steps in the way, and they he said the lines have got involved in something there we he shouldn't have. But they basically kind of said, he just pushed me like, out. Oh, fuck off, mate. I'm going away. It's yeah. not. It's not the aggression. It was just. Pe- it was petulance. Petulance. Now, and maybe it was the arrogance. should have got one game ban for petulance because yeah. I just it say, was an like,
1: arrogance from him that you know, yeah. who do you think you are, kind of thing. And I get that he should have been suspended, but at the same time, it's on nowhere near the same level. Absolutely nowhere yeah. near yeah. the same level. Remember,
0: Klopp, no, it's what Mitrovic did is ridiculous, and that's like again. I, I thought he'd be done for the rest of the season. And that's yeah. good because I know a few people I play fantasy football against that have him in their <laughs> team. So they're going to have to be using a free transfer on getting him out of there. But, it, it yeah, I mean, it's just it's just strange to me. But, I mean, like, the the tackle that Lucas Moura made, like, the, I don't know, this weekend just seemed like it was an especially spicy
1: weekend. He knew it, in terms he of, knew it straight away, didn't he? Oh, but, it, was it was bad. bad. Uh, but that brings me back to the Fabinho one at Brighton. How Fabinho in a VR era? Is that the one where he looked like
0: the fucking cat that caught the canary? After it was just like he, it so was it
1: like. Was, do you ever see that series, The Boys, when they yeah. when they do that advert and uh, he sat there and he just goes to the big cheesy grin? That was Fabinho. It's like Fabinho. So so with it?
2: it, Fabinho looked embarrassed. I think because <laughs> you know, I, I think he's doing the whole. I'm really sorry, I'm going to because okay, He's going. He's like, I'm fucking going now, So I've got to make this so it doesn't get a big bam. And they went. Yellow card play. You can see he looks a bit horrified, but like, A, I've got away from him. B, he's going, but I, he, he knew straight away. I fucking really caught him there. Yeah. That's a, that's a play, you know, away, and it? it wasn't intentional, but he knew straight away that I'm going yeah. for that, that I've caught him well.
1: But the played. other, and it was, it was the same with Lucas Moura. Lucas Moura knew straight away that it was a bad one. <laughs> yeah, You know, it was a sore one because I'd imagine I, he's been I, on the receiving end of plenty of those in his career. Yeah. so like and, and there was again it was one of those you could see a mile off it was just badly timed it wasn't malicious in any way mm-hmm. but it was just a bad one you hey know? by the way hey,
2: how, how good was Everton's equaliser fuck me fair play fair play to a centre back <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ who was that who did that in a Merseyside derby against Jagielka. Liverpool Jagielka,
2: Jagielka
1: yeah. did it but off the crossbar wasn't it, it and it just rattled in, and I honest, that's what it felt like that last night. The, I have seen like a lot of people comparing it to. um like uh, What? No, what's his name at City? Company. Um, Company. Company but it was, la- it was like just Jack Jagielka. Yeah,
2: it's a for a centre back. It's like it was a lifetime goal isn't it? He'll never score exactly, that yeah. uh, For for Everton, it's poetic because the penalty he gave away was just. He didn't, he didn't even know the fellow was there. He didn't even know he was there. Um, but look, it, it's great because it, keep, it keeps having just both relegation zone then they'll get a
0: 10-point reduction. Look, look at what Everton are doing. They, you know, it's it's one of my favorite things I've learned from a podcast. Was, I think it was on the Anfield Rep, somebody trolling, you know, going through uh, Everton fan forums saying, like, fucking Liverpool having their weekly football miracles. Like, Everton seemed to be pulling off the Everton equivalent of football miracles. And there's still one point from the relegation zone. Like right. it seems like they're shooting their shot. Like last year hurt when e- like we didn't win the title and then Everton somehow survived. That was unfair. Like, give me at least well, one out of the two. I don't need both, yeah. but give me one.
2: Well, so the talk at the Guardian is the decision of what's happening with Edson will be done before the season ends, which is a little My bit surprising. Bye. But I suppose but I suppose it's Bye-bye. because I say only it's only one charge as opposed to another club that's got
1: 100 plus, 135. Listen, like just that, uh, yeah. just before we go, um, I mean, look, nobody cares about the table from where we are from no. our perspective, but from Crystal Palace down, Palace are sat on 12th on 30 points, uh, Leeds are on 13th with 29, Wolves on 28, West Ham 27, Everton in 16th on 27, Forest in 17th on 27. Bournemouth in 18th on 27. Mm-hmm. Leicester in nineteenth on 25. And Southampton bottom of the pile on 23 points. And West Ham have got two games at hand at everyone. Yeah, pick three. Yeah, it's I I don't think I haven't a clue.
0: I, straight up. I think I think Palace will be okay. I think I think Royal get him sorted out which is such a fucking farcical thing to to say when he's 7,900 years old. I think Leicester will be okay because they'll score goals. They'll just score enough goals. I'm looking at the teams that cannot for the life of them score goals. And I called it from in the summer before a ball was kicked this season that Southampton was going down because they couldn't score goals. And I'm standing by it. It's the best thing that's come out of this season is I've so far, unless they pull off a miracle, <laughs> I've nailed that one. Southampton are going down because they cannot score goals. You know who else can't score goals? Everton World football ball. club. Do you know what I
2: actually think will happen? And this would be very Everton. It'll be Southampton, Leicester, Bournemouth of the bottom three, going to the last game of the season. Everton will just need a win to stay up. And they'll get the points deduction day before. <laughs> The last game of the season, and it won't matter because, unfortunately, I just think that'd be the most so thing
0: they'll, they'll, ever Tell me their last game is at Goodison. Tell me their final game is at Goodison. I don't
1: know. I don't know. But listen, yeah. just to they answer your question, pitch, Matt. And then, the, if, you, if, it you stole, the channel, if you stole, if you stole,
2: if you stole all Google, if you stole all Google, yeah. <laughs> three, <laughs>
1: three, three clubs have scored twenty-three goals so far this season: Wolves, Everton, and Southampton. There you go. And I genuinely cannot Emerson. pick because that, I think. Oh, wow! Wow! I'm so Emerson, happy you mentioned
0: wolves? That was the other it. part of the discipline thing. Did you think he spit in his face? I thought Daniel I, spit in his face.
2: Didn't see it. I, did, I didn't see it. I, t- I heard about it. And listen, if he's if he has a spat in his face, that's a massive ban. They
0: said there was no visible spit, so he's not going to get a ban. It's oh, okay. with the exception of the loogie coming out of his mouth and landing on. Uh, Gibbs White's face, it was the most obvious spit I've ever seen in my entire life. It Do would be know, like no, I've seen claiming there was no teeth. Frank yeah. Reichardt on Rudy Voller. There was no teeth. Oh, that, was, that was a good point. Frank
1: Reichardt on Rudy Voller at the World Cup, I think it was 1990, was about the most disgusting thing I've ever seen on a football pitch. It does um, twice, it does twice as well. Yeah.
0: Roberto Roberto Alomar, uh, second baseman for the Toronto Blue Jays, who should be a legend for the baseball fans in Canada, spit right into an umpire's face at the end of his career, and it oh, totally wow. torpedoed his entire. I would, I would
1: lose the will to live. I swear oh. to God, I would go through someone for a shortcut if it. I I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to restrain myself.
2: Uh, do you want to hear Everton's last five games? Because yes, yes, I do.
1: So, Give me something, Chris. <laughs> so it's away to Leicester.
2: I'll be a big, big game, a big game away to Brighton, lost home, home to City, lost away to Wolves. The last game of the season, home to Bournemouth. Home to
0: Bournemouth. Oh, ma- I'll tell you what, you want to look game. at uh, a Not, run the in a winner of that game stays up. I think
1: you want to look at a run in a fixtures, check Leeds out from May. Oh, Le- Leeds, Leeds have to Leeds be safe by a, evil. If Leeds don't safe. get safe in April, they're gone.
2: Yeah, because Leeds is City at home, Newcastle away, West Ham away, Tottenham at home. Tottenham at home. That's a bastard of a rule. Nah, you can win
0: those last two games easy.
1: It depends on what Tottenham have to play for by the end of the season.
0: Nothing. Tottenham will have nothing to play for by the end of the season. It'll be the difference between Europa and Conference League for Tottenham at the end of the season. It's West Ham and... I'm going to bring this back around to transfers real quick before we get out of here. Cause we've been here for a little bit too long for a full-time red show, yeah. but I'm, show I'm <laughs> desperately hoping that West Ham go down because I would love Liverpool to sign Declan Rice. If we could get Declan I Rice. Think for he, under I think 10 he's got million, Arsenal. I think
2: he's got Arsenal written all over
0: him. Oh, uh, Give me Declan Rice because we need somebody as a fan base to get pissed off at for no reason other than they're the easy target in our team. Now that Jordan Henderson is not going to be an everyday starter for Liverpool, we need a whipping boy in our team that's willing to do donkey's work and get shit on by our fucking absolutely. I, c- I could never fan.
1: bring myself to, I couldn't. I couldn't. I'll be honest. There's too I think, much I think, water under the bridge with me for Declan Rice. Yeah. Um, that's a
2: Actually, that's another reason to sign up just because it'll wind Kev. Yeah, I wanted. I wanted no, I Jack Greenish like
0: Bloody nationalism coming. I through wanted Jack Greenish it.
2: just a wind up Kev. To be honest, I was really upset we didn't sign Jack Greenish
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, this has been more than enough. There's been about two hundred of you oh, guys watching. do Yeah, you don't guys. Forget, I hope chance. you guys have all hit the like button for us. The show is sponsored by bookmakers.com, so go on over, support them, help them out. But whether you're watching live on YouTube or you're listening on a download on a podcasting app after the fact, if you go into the show description, you will see the link to a GoFundMe page for our charity partner, which is 12 women that are running the Dublin City Marathon to raise money for breast cancer awareness. All we ask from you guys as listeners is, even if you can't be bothered to hit the thumbs up button or give us a five-star review or share the show with your friends, is If you're feeling a little generous, go on over to that GoFundMe page and throw 5, 10, 20, whatever you feel you can afford into the GoFundMe for these women that are raising money for breast cancer awareness, a disease that has basically touched every single person if you do four or five degrees, which is closer than Kevin Bacon. So that's all we ask for. We put none of the shows behind a paywall or anything like that. Everything we do, we bring you guys for free, support our charity partners. I mean... I could not believe the response that Sophie got last week. Like, that is a stunning response from the people. That's I'm hard. not sure. Is she, I'm presuming That's she's hard. Irish. That's yeah, she's
1: though. from Dublin. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm presuming yeah. she's from Dublin. A unbelievable response from the people that got a hold of that GoFundMe campaign to be well over a 160,000 euros in eight days of a fundraising campaign. Man. It's absolutely fantastic. So, that's what the show's here for, is to promote these charity sponsors and things like that. If you want to check out our sponsors at bookmakers.com, if you want to follow Gav and Neely playing golf over at the Bang Average Golf Channel, all those things are good. But at the end of the day, try to help out our charity partners. That's what we're here for. So before we get out of here, Kev, any uh, parting words?
1: No, uh, we get to go. At least next time we're at home. Yeah. At least on Sunday we're at home. At home, we're at
0: How do you think we do? Are we beating Arsenal? We're beating Arsenal, right? Yeah, Chris, what about Arsenal. you? What's that? Do you think we beat Arsenal on Sunday? Because oh. I do. Three two, Arsenal score 05. <laughs> <to> win. That's, <laughs> that, that, all five. Three own goals. I love so, it. Oh. Ben White gets a hat-trick of own goals. That's a, that's
2: one goal. that's on go Ramsdale Ra- rams Ramsdale just drops at the last minute. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> that
0: does that does sound like the Urigi
1: moment. Yeah, yeah who there has the Urigi moment.
0: Well, um, he's perfect. He's the next in line. And we're back on Friday, do not we, Kev?
1: Yeah, we're back Friday. We've got some good guests coming on as well to preview the weekends, weekends fixtures. So can't Plus wait
0: Yeah. Uh oh, there was a guy earlier in the chat that was asking about South American football things. I'm not sure if he's still here, but I'm presuming Keith and Shawnee will be on with Gav tomorrow for a call in show. So if you have questions about the Copa Libertadores or the South oh. American Champions League, tomorrow night, if Keith's on the call in show is a perfect Keith's opportunity. Up.
2: Yeah, yeah. It keeps him off for South America football. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. So, I mean, tomorrow night the LSC Day Trippers brings you the much new and much loved call-in show where such recent legends as Bertie Volkswagen Keegan's Pocket has uh rocketed to prominence on the channel. Uh Thursday, hopefully we can have a show. I told Gab I just want to have an hour of rage about how terrible we are. It's I'm totally okay with just giving. Three people, 15 minutes each, as long as I get my own 15 minutes, because I thought today was absolutely terrible. And then, yeah, Friday, you guys uh, previewing up the weekend for us. You got any special guests lined up yet, Kev?
1: Yep, they're all sorted. I got Den, uh, Arsenal fan, coming on to talk about the weekend's fixture. And um, got someone coming on from Albion Obsessed as well to talk about Brighton and their prospects for a European push, FA Cup, and all around good season that they're having, mm, you know. Yeah. So I mean, credit where it's due, man. Brighton yeah. are just phenomenal this season, and they're one of those sides as well that you just—it's not. I I enjoy watching them. You know, yeah. there's goals they concede, they score, they're entertaining, and they're just a generally good watch. So yeah, got plenty to talk about
0: lovely 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 all right well thanks for joining us everybody if you can hit the like button on your way out that would be fantastic check out our charity partners check out bookmakers.com that's a eurovision i have absolutely no opinion about eurovision it sounds about (laughs) just as shit as american idol it sounds like european idol birdie but anyways thanks for joining us folks we'll see you after the next absolute debacle